0: Minnesota. I'm excited to be here. With that being said, you know, I'm I'm beyond excited to to continue as the coach of head coach of the uh, Minnesota Works. Gibson's gotta get it in, All right, welcome back to another edition of The Howl. We have been uh, off a little while as we have been doing some prep for anyone that does not follow my other show, Robin Hoop Radio. We did just release our very own Nothing But Net uh, Robin Hoop Radio NBA Draft Class for 2K21 that is available on current-gen systems, uh, Xbox specifically, I should add. If you're looking for that, just search our gamer tag, nbn-radio, and you're going to be able to use that draft class. Now, on top of that, not only do we have a draft class, we actually have put together a roster as well. Now, what we've done with the roster is we've actually taken all of the players in the league, and we've actually taken them down one year in terms of age. And what that does then is you can play this first season season And then it doesn't affect the ages of those players, if that makes sense. And so that way you can use our draft class. And uh, when the next season starts, it's going to be all up to date. And so actually, that's what we're going to be working on today, is we're going to be doing some simulations and talking about some of the rumors that are out there involving our Minnesota Timberwolves. Obviously, the Timberwolves had a very great start to their offseason as they won the lottery puts them in a prime position in a draft that many people feel is a little weaker, not just at the top, but just in general, I would say. People look at this draft class, and they definitely frown a bit. For me, though, I look at this draft class, and I think it's one of the deeper draft classes we've had in a long time. You're going to get some really, really solid players in the second round, late first. There's a lot of players that are going to get drafted in this draft class that are going to have long NBA careers. That's that's just the way I see it, and I think that is 100% going to happen. Now, one thing we are going to uh, make sure to change here as we start up, by the way, we've already actually simulated through season number one. The one thing I made a change for specifically for our simulation, but we have not done it yet in the official uh, Nothing But Net roster release, is I did actually change all of the contracts as well to make sure that they are still up to date. So going into this, this season here, the game has it listed as twenty one twenty two, but we have it set up that it's really basically the 2021 season, at least specifically for the Wolves. We did not go in and make all the changes to all the rosters across the league or all the, I guess across all the different teams in the league, but we did make that change. So all the Wolves uh, players and the rosters are all still set up accordingly. Here as we jump into the current offseason, so first thing we're going to do as we set the league meetings is something that we always tend to do when we're uh, putting these things together. And that is we jump into the draft portion of the league meetings and we change the rule and we make it so that players are now eligible for the NBA draft once they reach 18 years of age. I just think it makes these simulations a little more fun. The one thing I'll add, we do have a 2020 draft class right now, as I mentioned. We are going to be putting out other draft classes as well. 2021 for sure. At some point, we'll probably add in uh, 2022 and maybe 2023. So uh, there's definitely some things to look forward to. If you are a fan of the NBA, fan of the NBA draft, fan of simulations, if you're doing any sort of a my league, uh, these things are all available to you, and I think you're going to really appreciate uh, the options that we've given for you. Now, uh, the the unfortunate thing about the way the game is set up is that uh, the NBA draft lottery. You know, unfortunately, the way they do this, yeah, I can't manually enter in who picks where, right? That's one of the issues that you kind of run into with this is that uh, you have to actually, you know, skip it or or go through the lottery, I guess, is one option and then see where your team ends up. And then you have to make the appropriate changes, obviously. So let's take a look. Uh, we're not going to skip the lottery. We're actually going to go through it. I think it's kind of fun just to see how closely things match up. So we have... Uh, Obviously, the one thing to keep in mind, by the way, too, is that teams don't do as good or as poorly as they did in real life when you do that first simulation, right? So when you compare the bubble season to the actual simulation season that we've just done, you're definitely going to see a bit of a difference. So, so far, we have Pelicans at 14, Hawks at 13, Bulls at 12. That's where we're starting off so far. Obviously, the Bulls are quite a bit higher in real life. We'll look to make some changes to... This uh, to these results, I guess, once uh, we finish up with the lottery. The main thing for us, of course, is going to be, are the Wolves going to be sitting pretty at pick number one? But we do want to make some changes because part of what we're doing here with this simulation isn't just necessary to look ahead at the draft and at this draft class, but the other portion of it is we want to see what we can do with some of those rumors that are out there. So uh, just to kind of give you a little bit of a background here, Uh, By the way, the Spurs at 10, Suns at number 9. So a little bit of a background for these trade rumors. The first one is uh, been pretty, I would say pretty strong, is having us ties with the Hornets. There's a number of options there. Obviously, the Wolves are not stupid. Uh, They want to hold out if they can for the third pick and P.J. Washington as we move back, and the Hornets would look to move up to grab James Wiseman. Now, uh, for anyone that isn't keeping score... James Wiseman has said he does not want to work out for the Wolves. He feels that you know, we're not really a good fit for him, given we have Carl Anthony Towns. And I can understand where he's coming from at that aspect, but they are the number one pick, right? The number one team. Don't you want to go number one? I mean, all things considered, you look at some of these other guys. You'll get LaMelo Ball. You look at Anthony Edwards, both of which don't necessarily fit this team necessarily as it's constructed right now. And both those guys are more than happy to go number one. And that includes Lamelo Ball, who most people would have thought he wants to go to a major market. And he said, and he's actually, we're the only team, I think, that has really worked him out specifically. And we, that just happened, I believe, yesterday. And, and by reports, he looked pretty good. But again, that's all to be taken with a grain of salt. You look at some of these players in these empty gyms, and to me, there's really not much to gain When you look at some of these players. Uh, But anyways, back to the main point. Is James Wiseman. The the refusal to uh, really take part with the Wolves. And really doesn't want to be here. uh, Is unfortunate. But what the Wolves have done. Is they've started to push the rumors. That we really, really want James Wiseman on this team. That's a rumor that's been out there. I want to say Bleacher Report first reported it. If I recall. Which uh, I guess that could have been Jonathan Wasserman. Who's the, the draft expert. The draft guy for Bleacher Report. But that so the wolves are doing all the right things, right? They're they're planting their flag on all these different players, very similar to what you're hearing about the Golden State Warriors and pick number two. So, but the basics of the trade, again, PJ Washington and three for pick number one. That's what the Wolves want. Now, if you're the Hornets, you're gonna you're gonna say, Nope, we're not doing that. So it's all gonna be it's a game of chicken, right? Who's gonna give in first? It's gonna be tough, I think, uh, for the Wolves to get the Hornets to agree to P.J. Washington, I think it all comes down to draft night. I don't think you're going to see something that's going to happen prior to. But we'll see. Stranger things have happened. It's the NBA. I think this is going to be a crazy offseason. Not just the draft, but when you look at free agency, obviously the Wolves have a lot going on with the Malik Beasley news, and we are going to get in on that news as well with this simulation. Uh, My plan is just to not re-sign Malik Beasley because... There's real, there's real issues there. There's and I'm not going to dive into the the logistics of this, but I, I think there's a lot of question marks now with Malik Beasley. Again, a lot of it is, of course, going to. I mean, it starts off right now. These are allegations. That's just it. But if reports are true that there's video evidence of a lot of these things, there's a, it's a lot of troubling stuff. That's all I'm going to say on that. And I think there's a you know he might be going to jail. That's a realistic possibility. Even if he doesn't, the reports. Of some of the things that he's uh, done, you know, there's there could be a thing where maybe the NBA steps in and they end up suspending him. That wouldn't surprise me either. So there's lots of question marks when it comes to Malik Beasley. It's really unfortunate that uh, all this occurred, and I'm not talking from a basketball standpoint. You know, if you if some of these reports are true, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, are really tough when it comes to Malik Beasley off the court, and so I really hope that um, things can. I don't know if he. If I don't know if I'm going to say that he needs to get the help, the, get the help that he needs. I don't really know. I don't know what the answer is here. But ultimately, right now, as it sits, it doesn't look very promising for the Wolves to be bringing back Malik Beasley. If we're talking about it from a basketball standpoint, that is something to keep in mind, and that's something we're going to do with the simulation here today. Now, the other portion of it too is, let's say you do keep him. Let's say some of this goes away. Do they, are they willing to, is the Beasley camp going to be willing to take less money given these complications? Are Is there a way to possibly put something into the contract to give the Wolves some sort of security? There's so many question marks in the air right now, which is why during this simulation right here, we are going to respond with the looking at the future as if Malik Beasley is not a part of it. So... That's what we're going to do for today. Uh, Looking back at the uh, draft lottery, you have the Spurs at 10, the Suns at 9, Wizards at 8. Let's see, at 7, we have the Memphis Grizzlies. So, obviously, things are a little different than they are in real life. Uh, At 6, we have the Indiana Pacers, it looks like. And now we're jumping into uh, the top 5. Now, the Kings are supposed to be picking at pick number 5. It is the Kings. So, as far as I can tell, I don't know that too many teams, if any, have actually moved up. Now we're at pick number four, which is supposed to be the Golden State Warriors. And it is the Golden State Warriors picking at four. Now what that means is that the uh, – oh, that's right. So one thing we do have to change is that – so in, in this scenario, right, the NBA actually – or the game actually is having it operate that – The Warriors get our pick because this is technically the 2021 draft as opposed to the 2020 draft. So that's going to be something that we're going to obviously uh, make a change to to get that fixed up. And the Hornets are at pick number three, which actually works out. It's going to make our job a little easier because that's actually where the Hornets are picking. So that makes things a, a little simpler for us, at least, in terms of making trades. Now, the other trade we want to touch on in this simulation is the trade that's been out there, the 17th pick and the and uh, sorry, Jarrett Culver uh, going to the Hawks at pick number six. So we would get the sixth pick, and they would get 17 in Culver. I think a very fair and solid deal for both teams. A lot of it depends on what the Hawks are willing to do. This is another trade that maybe ends up being a draft night trade, right? You look at it and say, all right, who's going to be available at pick number six? There's probably some players, if they slid a six, the Hawks would say, you know, we're, we're not trading this pick. This player is too valuable. Now, I don't know who that would be. Maybe it's Denny Abdia. Maybe it's Isaac Okoro. There's lots of question marks there. So we are going to look and see uh, what the game feels is going to be possible, right, and, and see where we go from there. But right now what we're going to do as obviously the, the NBA draft, this specific 2K21 lottery did not work out for us. So we're going to make some changes, and we will come back soon. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel, and this is The Howl, your source for Timberwolves news, notes, and simulations. All right, so now we've got it all set up, uh, the entire draft class, or I should say draft order, uh, round one through two, and we're going to kind of go through here, kind of a two-part thing, I'm guessing. We'll start off with, at a minimum, we're going to go through the draft, do some simulation stuff, but I'll probably also use this draft class, or... Mm -hmm use this uh, system as a way to do this season's mock draft because I have not forgotten to do my annual mock draft. Now, I didn't do a bunch of versions because I feel like if you really want to get into my draft content, my NBA draft radio show is the best way to do that, which, of course, can be found on any platforms where you listen to podcast in podcast form. Otherwise, it also airs on Nothing But Net Radio, of course, part of Dash Radio, which is what you are listening to right now. Now, here we go jumping into the NBA draft. Of course, the Wolves have the first pick, the 17th pick, and the 33rd pick. And we are using my custom draft class, of course. And here we are choosing prospect. But instead of that, we are going to look at Trade Finder and see what can we get for the first overall pick. So first overall pick Put on the trade block. Let's see what's out there. We could get... Let's see. So if we included Evan Turner and the first pick, which Evan Turner actually won't... He's not under contract, so that's kind of a... Must be a goofy thing with the way I set this up. But uh, the first pick and Evan Turner for Zach Levine and Daniel Gafford. Uh, let's see here. We also... Oh, here you go. This is this is pretty interesting. So the Charlotte Hornets did, in fact, offer the third pick. Uh, they said, uh, give us the first pick and James Johnson, and we'll send you the third pick and Terry Rozier, and I'm going to say no thanks on that one. And then the last one will be the Indiana Pacers, T.J. Warren, obviously uh, the super bubble player, and uh, and Jeremy Lamb. So some interesting prospects there that we're kind of looking at to see uh, what could be available, but it's cool to see the Charlotte Hornets actually come and offer something. So we're going to move on to obviously looking at our own deals, of course, And we're going to offer some of the deals that have been talked about as far as the Wolves are concerned. Now, the Wolves, of course, want PJ Washington and the first, or PJ Washington and the third pick for the first pick, right? That's what the Wolves are hoping for. So, what we're going to do is let's go to Trade Finder first and say, let's find the Hornets and let's take a look at their roster. And we'll say to them, all right, Hornets. Oh, interestingly enough, the way this is, okay, so because I did not take the time to go in and edit the contracts this is pretty ridiculous because I didn't go in to take the time to edit the contracts at the moment, the players we would look to add as part of this trade are actually not on their roster they're not under contract unfortunately, so we can't do anything with them, so that really throws a wrench in things, but uh, it's going to be alright, we'll see what else we we can do here to make this work, so what we'll probably do is we'll turn off so the big this is what's tough with this is the way this is set up hmm interesting I'm trying to think if there's a way to actually kind of switch things up I don't think that there is at this point so we'll just we'll just make we'll make it work so what we're going to do here is we can we can get, we know we can get the third pick right so I think the best way to do this is we're going to we're going to pick up in this specific instance because we can always go back and and redo things a little bit as far as who we take. But in this instance, we are going to draft the guy that most people are saying that the Hornets want, and that is the the player that a ton of people are enamored with. I, of course, am not one of those people, but uh, James Wiseman. We are going to draft James Wiseman first overall, and then we're going to, once the draft is over and once they've re-signed their players, we're going to make that trade happen, Uh, or at least see if they're willing to do it, and if they're not, well, then we're going to uh, probably put it through because in real life, my understanding is that is an actual offer that is out there, which is the third pick, and Miles Bridges, I believe, is the is the offer that the Hornets are willing to make at this point. So for that first pick, uh, so do we want? Are we sure you want to draft James Wiseman? No, not really, but that's what we're going to do. <laughs> so we'll take him, and then let's see what else happens. So next up, we have at pick number two, the Golden State Warriors. Let's take a look. Who do the Golden State Warriors end up taking? Colt State Warriors are on the clock at pick number two, and they take what? What? <laughs> okay, they take R.J. Hampton. Um, that, that In real life, I'm sorry, but that's not happening. And I, I'm not going to blame my draft class in this instance because I did not rank R.J. Hampton very high. Uh, so I don't I don't know what the deal is there. Uh, they talked about how he had a great vertical. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, let's see. Pick number three, you have the Charlotte Hornets. Actually, this could work out. So at pick number three, the Charlotte Hornets took Isaac Okoro. Isaac Okoro would be a great fit for any roster, but the Wolves would definitely take him. And so in this instance, what we'd be doing is we'd be trading James Wiseman for Isaac Okoro and the um, the rights to you know Miles Bridges or P.J. Washington, uh, one of the two. So very cool there. Isaac Okoro is one of my favorite players in this draft class. And so if it ended up being that way, that we got him at three, I have no issue there. The only thing I'll say about this, though, is... Anthony Edwards is still available. Well, heck, so is LaMelo Ball, for that matter. And so that would be the scenario that I would look at. If you're the Wolves, you move back to three, and you take Anthony Edwards. If he's available. If he's not, let's say he goes to two with the Warriors. If LaMelo Ball is there, what I'm doing is I'm talking to the New York Knicks. I'm saying to the Knicks, all right, guys, what about moving, what about doing some sort of a trade? So we're at pick number three. Can we move back to pick number eight? Is that a possibility to move back to pick number eight and pick up some additional assets? Obviously, hopefully we look at maybe a, a pick in the next year's draft because the Wolves don't have one. There's some there's some interesting options available to us, but it all depends on who it is that actually is still available. Uh, next up, you have Denny Avdi, I should say make sure pronouncing it right uh did end up going to the bulls which makes sense that's actually a team that is very high is my understanding on denny obdia next up we have the cavaliers who take killian hayes i'm sorry but that's the most cavaliers thing ever would be if they were actually going to take killian hayes i think that's absolutely perfect the interesting thing here of course is that guess who's still available Anthony Edwards is still available at pick number six here, and I think as the Wolves, we have to look at the next trade that that the Wolves are potentially looking at doing, which is Jared Culver and the 17th pick for the sixth pick. And if that's the case, can we now grab uh, Anthony Edwards as well? So you're going to grab the dynamic duo of Okoro and Edwards, arguably the two best players in this class. I mean, come on, that's a that's a no brainer. Or do we move up to six? Do we trade with the New York Knicks, move back? We've got lots of options here. I'm very intrigued to see if it's possible for us to make this trade. So we're going to go and uh, propose a trade here. Let's take a look. So if we grab uh, the 17th pick, and then we are going to grab our guy, Jared Culver, and then we're going to go to the Atlanta Hawks and say, all right, what's it going to take? Can we get this deal done? Here goes nothing. Valid trade, yes, it is. Will they do it? They declined it. Uh, I'm going to say no to forcing the trade. It says this honestly leaves us with too many small f- players at small forward for this deal to make us work. So that means the team would be willing to do it. So you know we're going to put this trade through because my understanding is it's a trade that both teams are are considering. It sounds like it's a real possibility. I think it's worth it. Uh, so we are going to put that trade through, and boom, just like that, they have, uh, quote-unquote, agreed to the trade. All right, so we are now on the clock at pick number six. Let's take a look at the New York Knicks and go to them and say, All right, New Knicks, what can we get from you in a trade-back scenario? So right now we're at pick number six. Let's look to move back and see if we can maybe uh, figure something out with the New York Knicks. So... We're going to throw in uh, pick number six. Let's go to the New York Knicks and see what else we can add to a pick. So they have the eighth pick, right? So we're moving two spots back. Let's take a look here and say, all right, what else can you throw in that's going to sweeten the pot? The one thing that people have brought up is Mitchell Robinson, of course. Interestingly enough, at times, I get the feeling that they're not as high on Mitchell Robinson as they should be. Because I, I think Mitchell Robinson is a very, very good player. I don't know. He doesn't make a ton of sense for the Wolves, but you're going to obviously take him. A 21-year-old, as 2K has him ranked, 82 overall. I mean, you're not going to say no to that. Now, the other option would be, are they going to throw? Are they going to say, look, will you take Kevin Knox? Will you take uh, Frank Nilakina? There are some options out there. But for now, we're going to go with the name that I've, I've seen pop up a few times, which is Mitchell Robinson. It says, oh, nope. So he is not under contract currently. He has an option. See, this is very frustrating. They're they're making this difficult on me, which I don't like. Let's see if we can... All right, so there's nothing we can really do as far as this is concerned with Mitchell Robinson. So let's go the other route. What if it is Frank Nilakina? He's still young, right? He'd still be an interesting piece, but it looks like the same... So we're running into the same problems here that we ran into with the Hornets in that uh, because of the way 2K has this set up, And we haven't made adjustments to those contracts. That's the big issue we run into now is we can't make a trade. So what we're going to do is we are going to... Let's just hope that they take someone that we want. It worked out for the Hornets in that case. What we're going to end up doing is... Yeah, we're going to cancel this trade. We are going to draft LaMelo Ball. He is available. We're going to take LaMelo Ball. It just makes too much sense. Then we're going to try to trade him... To the Knicks. So let's take a look. Right right now, they actually... Uh, the one thing I will say about the draft classes we make in this game is they tend to overvalue the... They definitely tend to overvalue the big men when you make these draft classes, which is kind of goofy. But we're going to draft LaMelo Ball. All right, we take him. And then we're going to look to trade him to the New York Knicks. The big thing for us is going to be, do the Knicks take someone that makes sense for us? Next up is the Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons take... Tyrell Terry. I'm a huge Tyrell Terry fan, but come on. We're taking Tyrell Terry this soon. Anthony Edwards is still on the board. <laughs> uh very interesting. Um, yeah, we'll see. Here we go. The Knicks are on the clock. And the Knicks are taking Patrick Williams. That would be actually that would make a ton of sense for us. Uh that would be a guy that we would absolutely take at that pick. So very pleased with how this worked out. We are definitely going to look to make a trade with them once the draft is over. Let's keep going and see how things max up. Then we have uh, Tyrese Maxey comes off the board. He is one of my favorite players in this draft class. I am a huge Tyrese Maxey fan. I think he goes in the top 10 if teams are smart. But I honestly, based on what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, whether it's from mock drafts, whether it's from some of the guys that are tied in, I think he's going later than this, and that is a shame. If he's going to be available possibly at the 17th pick for the Wolves, that would be absolutely fantastic. Let's see here. Next up, Cole Anthony. By the way, Cole Anthony, a player that I don't think people realize just really how good Cole Anthony is. I'm a huge Cole Anthony fan. And what people don't realize, and he actually touched on this in an interview I saw recently, he was maybe healthy for five games last season. So if you really want to get an idea of what Cole Anthony is as a a prospect, especially given his athleticism and the explosiveness, look at him in high school. And you get a better idea of the prospect he's going to be. Somebody is going to get a steal. Because you think about this. Before last season, he was talked about as being the second best player in the draft class, right? It was Anthony Edwards. It was Cole Anthony. Those were the guys that you were hearing about. And here we go. You know, a year removed, and and things change. Next up, you have Nyeko Okonwu going to the Spurs. Now, I will say this. I'm not as high on Nyeko Okonwu as a lot of people. I really like him. And so... I have no issues. I do think he is a top-ten pick. I think he's a very solid player. I'm just not as high on him as some others are. That's kind of where I'm at with him. And especially if you're thinking about the Wolves. A lot of Wolves fans are really high on Yaka Let me tell you this. In our system, he is not a power forward. He's a center. He is absolutely a center. It makes no sense to draft a center. The Wolves are high on Nas Reed, as they should be. He played really well last season. And you saw improvements from Game 1 to Game You know whatever the, the season ended on for the Wolves. So, keep that in mind. Next up have Precious Achua. Precious Achua is a player that I am higher on than than most people. Precious would be a fantastic pick for the Wolves. I know in his most recent mock, uh, Jonathan Gavani, I believe, had Precious Achua going to the Wolves. So, a name to watch. Next up, you have another player that I'm super, super high on. That's Kyra Lewis. Point guard out of Alabama. He goes to the Pelicans. I don't understand the fit necessarily for the Pelicans, but At pick 13, this is fantastic value. Uh, Keep in mind, by the way, Anthony Edwards still hasn't been taken. Very strange to me. Boston Celtics are on the clock. Tyrese Halliburton. Very solid pick here at pick 14. I like Tyrese Halliburton. He is one of those players that I think, as a whole, is just overrated. I I do think... Most of the people that follow the draft have overrated him a little bit. And by the way, just as I say that, Anthony Edwards gets taken by the Orlando Magic. That is a value pick if I've ever seen one. Pick Taking him at pick 15, I mean, it, that's as good as it gets. And then you have the Portland Trailblazers at pick 16, taking, oh, Paul Reed. I love Paul Reed. I was kind of hoping he would slip to us at 33. And in the real draft, he actually might slip to us at 33. Huge Paul Reed fan. And given how this draft has gone so far, so... We're going to look to make that trade, obviously, with the Knicks. We'll pick up Patrick Williams in another piece. When we look at Paul Reed, he would have fit really, really well. But the way this draft class has gone so far, or this draft has gone for the Wolves, I do think a guy we would really hope Swift would uh, be available at pick 33 would be Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain would be a very, very solid uh, player to grab there. Next up, the the pick we traded, the Atlanta Hawks take Aaron Naismith. Aaron Naismith, or sorry, Aaron Naismith. And uh, Aaron Naismith is a very, very good player. By all accounts, the best shooter in this draft class. I've watched him play, and I'll tell you right now, I actually think he is going to be a very solid defender. You didn't always see it uh, in college, but I do think at the next level he's going to be a solid defender and a very, very good player. Next up, you have Obi Toppin. Obi Toppin is a player that—and oh, by the way, he actually, he went to the Dallas Mavericks. And I know there are some Mavericks fans out there that do think he would be a very, very good fit um, next to Porzingis. So this would actually make a lot of sense if the Dallas Mavericks did go this direction. Let's see what keep going here. Brooklyn Nets are now on the clock, and they take... Wow, what a value pick this would be. Uh, Devin Vassell is still available. No clue how he slips this far. Fu- I mean, I don't know how he slides this far. Such a good player. Uh, very, very cool to see him go there. Uh, 20th, you have... The Heat take Grant Riller, and what a steal. I'm Not that he's necessarily going to go higher than this, but Grant Riller... I'm sorry, but I don't know how anyone can watch Grant Riller and not absolutely fall in love with his game. Such a good shooter. Has a little, uh, not a little, he has a fantastic step-back game. Love Grant Riller, one of my favorite prospects. And I I say that a lot because there's a lot of guys in this draft class I do really like, and we talked about it earlier. Maybe there's not star potential for a lot of players, but the depth in this class of really just quality players, it's definitely there. And if Grant Riller was younger, if he was not a four-year prospect, He would be going in the lottery, no questions asked. And so to me, maybe the ceiling isn't as high as some players, but the floor is so high. He can come in day one and contribute. Good ball handler, good finisher. So much to like about Grant Reeler. Let's keep it going here. Sixers are on the clock now, and the Sixers might be making a trade. They did make a trade. So what? This is a terrible trade. Why Why would they do this? So they traded their this pick and they also traded uh the second a late second rounder for Larry Nance. No idea why they the Sixers wanted Larry Nance, but sure, you do you man. Next up Killian Killian Tilly off the board already, very very early for him. Obviously some draft uh, I guess uh, some drafting him this early concerns because he's very very injury prone. Talented player, if it were not for the injuries, of course it would make sense to take him this early. But ultimately, he's going to go somewhere in the second round, I think, because the value is is more apparent. And next up, you have Minnesota's own Daniel Oturu going to the Utah Jazz. Could make some sense if they end up moving on from Rudy Gobert. Obviously, there's some tension on that team between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Maybe maybe Daniel Oturu is a guy that they want to look at, and maybe he makes some sense. A little early for me, but my understanding is he's going in the first round. A lot of people have said he's going in the first round. I, I personally wouldn't do it. I I don't necessarily buy everything that that they're selling. When you look at Daniel O'Toole's game, uh, there was a a, a video released recently uh, as far as his shooting three-point shots. And to me, it's just too slow. I just think it's going to be tough for him to get that off early. And I understand he's a rookie center. Most teams aren't going to be having him take a lot of shots in that first year as far as threes are concerned. But if we're going to draft a guy, or if someone's going to draft a guy and they're going to say to themselves, I really believe that three-point shot is going to translate it wasn't a big part of his game in college. He is improving in that aspect of his game, but it's just so slow and methodical. To me, it's going to be very difficult if he's not wide open for him to get that shot off, which is why I'm just I'm not a big believer in Daniel O'Toole at this stage as far as the three-point shooting is concerned. He's a very solid rebounder. There's a lot to like about Daniel O'Toole, a solid prospect, but to me, it's going to take some time. Next up, you have the Utah Jazz, and they take Cassius Winston. Uh... It's funny. They go, I can't believe that Winston slid down this far in the draft, but I feel great for Jazz fans. They land a player who could become a potential all star. Uh, what? <laughs> I like, I mean, Cassius Winston's a fine player. Older prospect, obviously, but that's too early. I mean, you can't take him that early. You just can't. Uh, next up, you have the Bucks taking Jalen Smith. I really like Jalen Smith. I do not love Jalen Smith. A lot of people love him as a prospect, you know, a center that's going to be able to shoot the basketball. He doesn't move real well for me. I do think he's going to be a single position player, right? He's not going to have the position flexibility of a Paul Reed, of a Precious Achua, of a Devin Vassell, these other players, Patrick Williams, guys that are more switchable. Jalen Smith, watch him move. He's a center, and that's all he is. And to me, that that pigeonholes you a little bit. And so that's why I'm not as high on Jalen Smith. I like him a lot. I don't love him, though. Let's keep going here. We have up next. It is Wash. Let's see. Uh, sorry, Oklahoma City, and they take Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels is a very, very fun prospect. You know, he's uh, a little small for my taste. Has to put on. a – I mean, he's got to get stronger. It's one of those things that's just no question. I mean, he's he's just so small. And granted, that's that's a knock on a lot of players coming out of college, coming out of high school. And he's got a lot of talent. There's there's a lot to like about Jaden McDaniels, but you're taking a chance on him. He is a bit of a project. So, uh, you know, take that what you will. I do think that Jaden McDaniels, though, is going to end up being a solid player, a good defender. There's lots to like about him. And at this point in the draft, I don't think there's any problem with taking a chance on Jaden McDaniels. A lot of that's going to depend on what they end up doing, too, as far as trades. Do they trade CP3? Do Do they trade other players? What is their outlook going to be on the season? Next up, Celtics take Peyton Pritchard. I love Peyton Pritchard. I'm probably higher on him than a lot of people, although... He is a name that's really started to jump up boards more recently. I've seen a lot of people say he's gonna go in that first round, uh later in the later in that first round, right around here, probably in that like 27, 28, you know, somewhere in that range. And that's what happens here going to the Celtics at pick 26. Now uh, let's up here we have the Knicks. Knicks are taking Josh Green. Here's what I'm gonna say. Uh, this would be very interesting. I like Josh Green. Arguably probably the second best defender in this class, right after a who we're already going to get when we make our trades in the offseason. But if you could talk to the Knicks and say, all right, you trade us Josh Green, you trade us Patrick Williams, let's make a deal. I'm in. I'm doing that deal. I think that's fair. I think that's a solid value if you can make that happen. All right, next up at uh, pick 28, you have the Lakers, and they are on the clock, and they take Trey Jones. Ooh, love that pick. There's talk about how they're not going to be able to retain Rajon Rondo. Now there's also talk. Uh, Avery Bradley, another guard that has you know that handles the ball a little bit. Avery Bradley might not uh, keep his five million dollar player option. He's not sure yet. And you talk about Trey Jones, stand out at the combine, at the virtual combine, really, really performed well. Uh, just put out a video shooting three point shots. And if he continues to improve as a shooter, he's already a fantastic, fantastic defender. Uh, Very, very cool to see. I love the pick here for the Lakers. I think late first, early second is likely where Trey Jones ends up going. This is a very solid pick. Let's keep going. Next up at... uh, Oh, we were so close! But Desmond Bain goes 29th to the Raptors. Fantastic pick. And the Raptors do such a good job at developing players. Uh, Nick Nurse is a great coach. Desmond Bain is going to be... I think Desmond Bain would be... I think he has a chance to be something special anywhere he goes. But a team that's really going to be able to un- like really tap into that talent is definitely going to be that team. Next up, you have the Celtics taking Zeke Nagy. Zeke Nagy is an interesting prospect. I'm not in love with Zeke Nagy as much as some other people. Minnesota product, of course, went to Arizona. I like Zeke Nagy. I don't love Zeke Nagy. So he's an interesting prospect. Very good value here, I think, if you're the Celtics. This is probably where about where he's going to go. Dallas Mavericks now on the clock, and they take uh, Tyreek Jones, uh, interesting prospect out of Xavier. He's a, a good player. I gotta be honest. I have not watched Xavier or I have not watched Tyreek Jones as much. He's one of those prospects that's kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit for me, so I can't comment too much on him. Although I would say this is probably a little early. Next up, you have the Hornets taking Isaiah Joe. Ooh, Isaiah Joe would have been another nice pick. Solid, solid prospect. There's so much to like about Isaiah Joe, both offensively and defensively. Very good shooter is likely going to be a player that's going to be switchable at the next level. I really like Isaiah Joe. And he went right before us. Now it comes to us. Minnesota Timberwolves are on the clock. Let's take a look and see who is available. And you know what? One of my guys, one of the guys that I am higher on than most, and that is Jay Scrub, is available. Could make some sense to grab a player like him. 20 years of age, despite playing two years at college ball already, uh, a Juco prospect. Let's take a look at some of your players that are available. Ooh. Pokosevsky is available at 33. Sadiq Bey is available at 33. That's not... I'll tell you right now, Sadiq Bey will not be available in the real draft. There's just no way. Uh, Looking at some of the other guys, that could be possibilities. If we thought we couldn't re-sign J-Mac, a player like Nico Mann, could make some sense. This is probably where he's going to go. Early second would be my guess. Uh, He is still available. Uh, Leandro Balmaro. Leandro Balmaro is very interesting to me. I think, to me... When I, I, I'm definitely probably higher on him than most. The way this draft class was set up, uh, Draft Express actually ranks him as the 19th best prospect available. 2K ranks him as the 25th best prospect available in this class, the way we've set it up. I really like Bomaro. If he was available at 33, in real life, I don't think he will be. He would be a really solid pick. Now, granted, he's, he's not a finished product by any means. You can't watch him and say he's for sure going to be a shooter. I don't think that's a thing you can say, but he's a very solid prospect. Uh, A lot of fun to watch. I like his two-way potential, and I do think he's going to be a guy that's going to have the ability to be a little bit of a facilitator as well because he has shown off some very good passing skills. So a lot to like about him. So looking at this draft class, we're looking at probably we're going to have so we'll have Isaac Okoro, we'll have Patrick Williams, arguably, and maybe Josh Green. With that in mind, who are the players that make the most sense? And given what's out there and the value, I'm going to take Poku. I'm going to take Poku. So Poku goes at pick 33, which would be tremendous value if you ask me. Let's keep it going here, though. Next up, you have the Sixers who take Isaiah Stewart. This is probably uh, a pretty good spot for Isaiah Stewart to land. I think uh, he definitely makes some sense. Then you have Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly, by the way, one of the standouts for his really long wingspan. I think it was over 6'8", uh, which is very impressive. So there's some people that – now, I will say this. There's this group of people that have been saying, do we take Quickly over Tyrese Maxey? And I'll tell you right now, no, you don't do that. That is foolish. Tyrese Maxey, I'm telling you right now, I think he's the real deal. Is going to be the next great thing out of Kentucky, right? We talk about Tyler Hero. We talk about Jamal Murray. I'm telling you, Tyrese Maxey is going to be in that same conversation. Teams are going to look back and say, we screwed up. Keep in mind, you're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing but Net channel. This is the Howl, and we are going through uh, not really a mock draft, but we are going through a simulated draft with the official Nothing But Net draft class here. Uh, we've already gone through the Wolves picks. Now we're going through the rest of the second round. So Quickly is off the board. Keep it going here. Sixers are on the clock and they take Jay Scrub. Very good pick. I personally would take him in the first round. I thought about taking him at thirty-three, obviously, but I think the value and just the the mixing up of players made more sense for us to grab Poku at that point. Uh, Devon Dotson comes off the board. Very solid prospect as well. Keep it going here. We have Elijah Hughes going to the New York Knicks. Uh, one thing to keep in mind for anyone that's not aware before we move on. There's a number of players that we kind of threw in here as a bonus. So they they generally won't change the game unless you want them to. They are a bunch of draft analysts that are on our radio station, or some of which that have been on our shows. Keep that in mind. We've also added in some celebrities. Some instances would be we have Teen Wolf is in the game, Scott Howard. You then have Marty McFly was added in. Patrick Mahomes, yes, Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback there was a uh, a player that was part of the draft class with the last name of Holmes. I just ended up changing it up a little bit. And all these players are in the low 60s. So again, they have, you know, okay potential, but they're they're generally going to be just pretty good at one specific skill, not a big group of skills. So that's one thing to keep in mind is you can look to grab some of these extra players. Uh, my co-hosts on this show, Aaron Groshan and Kevin Draves, both of them have been put in the game. I am in the game, Rob Hess. So there's lots of kind of interesting players you could choose to grab as like two way prospects and grow them if you wanted to. But if you choose not to use them, they're not going to impact your experience. You can use this draft class. And really, to me, I think it's one of the most realistic ones out there. Let's keep it going. Tyler Bay is now off the board. Oh, Tyler Bay would have been an interesting pick, actually. And probably the upside's maybe not there, obviously, like Poku, but would have been probably a safer pick. I really, really like Tyler Bay. Going to. Be a pretty good player at the next level. Two-way prospect. A lot to like about Tyler Bay. Athletic. Really a good prospect and would fit the Wolves scheme very well. Next up, you have Vernon Carey going to the Memphis Grizzlies. Malachi Flynn goes to the Spurs with that next pick. Uh, Udoka Azabuki goes to the Pelicans. I've started to see some people that say Azabuki shouldn't be drafted. I think that's a little re- I think that's a little crazy if you ask me. I'm not, like, super high on him, but I do think there's a place for him in the second round. Uh, Jordan Wara off the board next to the Sacramento Kings. Haven't had much trades, uh, surprisingly. Uh, Next up, Leandro Bomaro goes to the Bulls. Very solid pick, by the way, for the Bulls. And, y'all, you're talking Bomaro. They grabbed uh, Avdia earlier. A lot to like if you're a Bulls fan coming out of this draft class. Uh, Yamadar then goes to the Orlando Magic who are uh, stocking up on guards, apparently. Next up, you have the Blazers getting Sadiq Bay with the steal of the draft at this point. I mean, there's no chance he's going to be available this late. But in this instance, he was very, very solid and very, very good value. Xavier Tillman goes up next to the Boston Celtics. All right, let's keep that momentum going here. Next up, we have Robert Woodard going to the Warriors. I got to say, I have not watched as much Robert Woodard as I want to but I really like what I have watched from him. I think he's going to be a very good player, and I do think he probably goes earlier than this. Next up, Tyshawn Alexander going to the Philadelphia 76ers. We have, uh, oh, we have draft expert uh, Hardwood Herald is what you can find him on as far as Twitter is concerned, and that is Corey Talaba. Six foot six shooting guard is the the mold we made him in. I Like I said, there was a chance guys get drafted, but uh, I'm a little surprised that uh that one went this early when we've done simulations in the past with this class. Normally one, maybe two guys get drafted, and it's usually right at the very end. So, uh, but there you go. Uh Corey Talaba and we have him again. He's uh apparently in the way we set this up is all these players are generally going to be international prospects. So he is out of Hungary. Uh and they, they say he's a player we don't know a lot about. There you have it. Uh Cassius Stanley then goes to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Travis Check goes to the Sacramento Kings. He is a another draft expert. You can find him on, and actually, he's a big Wolves fan as well. So, I would definitely recommend him for a follow if you like the Wolves or if you like the draft. He can be found at Trav Lyle Check, and that is a C Z E C H. Uh, he can be found there, and that is the fifty-second pick. Uh, draft check. Very cool. Six foot ten, small forward. And by the way, the way we set this up with the draft experts, I actually reached out to all of them, and I said, if you were in this draft class, what position would you play and what would be your specialty? All right, so we keep it going here. Nick Richards goes to the Thunder, a good center prospect. Marcus Howard, very, very good shooter, but undersized, of course. That's the big knock on him out of Marquette. He goes to the Indiana Pacers. Let's take a look here. And uh, Mamadi Mamadi Diakite, he goes uh, power forward from Virginia. He goes to the Brooklyn Nets. We're down to the last few picks here. And then we have and Doye. He goes to the Charlotte Hornets. Let's see who else. Uh, Theo Maladone goes to the Clippers. This is a very good value pick. I'm not super high on him. I'll tell you that. I'm not, I'm not this low on him. But I do think, uh, you know to me, he's going to be a career backup. Maybe a starter, but, but I think he's likely going to be a backup. I don't see him with the upside that others do. Let's keep it going. Three picks left. Nico Mannion. Wow, he went very late. This is fantastic value. Oh, my goodness. Nico Mannion goes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. So even 2K realizes that the Cavaliers are in love with point guards. Very interesting pick there. we got two left. Skylar Mays goes to the Toronto Raptors. And then let's see who Mr. Irrelevant is. Mr. Irrelevant is... Oh, this is funny. Mr. Irrelevant is none other than the Karate Kid himself, Ralph Macchio. That's right. Ralph Macchio is the Mr. Irrelevant. Very cool to see him go off the board. I had forgotten that we made him in this game. So there you have it. Uh, Ralph Macchio is the last player drafted here. Now... We go to rookie signing. We're obviously going to sign all of our rookies. And just for the sake of this, we are going to go in and we're going to actually turn off the the options that stop you from making those types of trades. So we're going to turn off the recently signed restriction, uh, recently traded restriction, and rookie signing restriction. We'll turn all of those off just to make sure we can get this to work. Let's take a look and see if this is possible. And this is probably one of the last things we're going to do for this episode probably not gonna have enough time to go through anything additional but let's take a look here so if we go to the proposed trade let's grab uh oh in fact it, i say that now but it's gonna be too early we're actually gonna have to wait till after free agency to get it done so we'll uh, jump ahead here to after free agency and go from there you're listening to dash radio's nothing minute channel and we are the howl all right so we went a little further than i had originally anticipated and actually just made the deals off air so let's take a look here at what the roster looks like as we head into what would technically be this coming season, uh, in this simulation anyways. So we have D'Angelo Russell and Jordan McLaughlin. We have Jalen Noel, Josh Green, and Jameis Ramsey as a two-way prospect. We have Miles Bridges, Isaac Coro, Josh Akogi, and Jake Lehman. Power forwards James Johnson, Wancho Hernan Gomez, Patrick Williams, Jared Vanderbilt, Alexi Pokasewski, And then uh, we have a two-way prospect, Paula Bua. And centers, of course, Carl Towns and Nas Reed. So a pretty good-looking bunch of guys. I, I, we're not going to have a great a great team by any means. In fact, uh, virtual Ryan Saunders, as of right now, actually has Jalen Noel starting, which is weird to me, has him starting over Josh Akogi. So I'm not sure what that's all about. Uh, very interesting. Uh, some weird stuff going on there. But I do like the the buildup of this team. I do think there's some decent pieces to be had, and I'm very intrigued. I would, I would love to watch this team. I think it'd be a lot of fun. And it's one of those teams where there's enough talent where night in, night out, you could find ways to win games, especially because you're definitely going to be a good offensive team, right? With Carl Towns, D'Angelo Russell, you're going to score points. That much is certain. But now you're going to add in, Akogi's probably going to be even more improved on the defensive end, and hopefully some of the videos we've seen pointing to him being a better shooter. Hopefully that's actually accurate, and we'll see there. Uh, But then you're adding in Isaac Okoro. Lots to like about what this team is uh, able to do. So we'll see. Uh, Time will tell on that. Right now we are sitting at uh, starting the season 3 and 5. So it's a a little bit of up and down, but we'll see where things end up going with this simulation. And we'll come back at you at the trade deadline. You're listening to the Nothing Minute Channel, and this is The Howl. All right, so sitting at the trade deadline, let's just say it's been mostly not great. All right, so 78% chemistry. I'm curious some of the statistics. Let's take a look at those and kind of get a feel for what the team's looking like. So let's go to let's go to the rookie report first of all. Uh, Denny Avdia is the number one rookie right now, it looks like. Not really a shock. I'm obviously very high on him. Uh, going down the list a little bit, uh, Patrick Williams is definitely our best rookie. Let's see, he is averaging uh, 11.3 points per game, 5 rebounds, 3.4 assists, wow, 1.6 steals and .7 blocks. Pretty good solid numbers, 47% from three, jeez, that's crazy, 93% from the free throw line. Well, uh, obviously something's working for him because that is very impressive. Uh, some of the rookies that have uh, had some good seasons, Killian Hayes looking good for the Cavs. You know, now that, now that they have a, a point guard finally, right? That was a team that was really point guard starved. Then you have Anthony Edwards looking very solid and uh, Tyrese Maxey. I'm very curious where our guy, let's see, Isaac Okoro's been pretty good. Uh, wow. Actually, Isaac Okoro, 7 points per game, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.5 steals. I mean, very, very impressive. Uh, 21% from 3 is not going to get the job done. So the shooting has not come around yet. LaMelo Ball, by the way, for the uh, New York Knicks, uh, the New York Knicks are choosing to not play him. That's right, he is averaging zero, I mean, zero across the board. So the New York Knicks have just decided, we're not going to play LaMelo Ball. That sounds like a, a smart plan. Let's trade for a player and then not use him. That's something. I guess uh, that's Tom Thibodeau for you. Not a good basketball coach. Obviously, uh, Wolves fans understand that aspect of things. So we're going to jump into the uh, second half of the season. And let's see what happens. I, I don't. We're not. Let's be honest. We're not sitting here saying to ourselves, "This team is going to make the playoffs." In real life, I think they could because I do think they're going to be a pretty solid team. A lot of it depends on you know what moves they make. Keep in mind, maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe there will be some you know some light at the end of the tunnel of the Malik Beasley situation. Uh, as far as this simulation is concerned, we were looking at life without Malik Beasley, and in fact, I'm not even sure who ended up picking him up. We declined his option immediately or i guess it wasn't really an option but you know we 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 decided not to uh, uh pursue him uh really early on so and then we just got a nice win against the knicks that's what you get for not using lamella ball right i mean the guy's got a chance to be a superstar and the knicks decided we'll trade for him and not play him we are uh, 27 and 37 so i mean we're definitely playing a little better since the all-star break which is good to see still not great but definitely an improvement. And if you can finish uh, right around the you know 33 wins, 35 wins, that's not terrible. I mean, I think I'd take that considering how young this team is. And there's a lot of uh, you know, question marks uh, so far. The one thing I will say is the first half of the season we had an issue where we didn't have the correct settings set up. So it was not making the right adjustments to the lineup. So Jalen Noel got stuck in that starting lineup for way too long. That's one thing you got to make sure you do change is to automate lineup decisions. That way the coach is able to make those decisions themselves. Unless you want to do each and every one of the lineup choices, that's up to you. Uh, When we're doing these simulations, though, we're trying to save a little bit of time uh, so we do kind of push through just a little bit. 36 and 43, which, I mean, that's not bad, and we've had a much better second half of the season. I do think this team probably would have made the playoffs had we made the correct adjustments to the lineup initially. Uh, So we finished the season 38-44. and Giannis is your MVP, no shock there. Killian Hayes is your Rookie of the Year with Cleveland. You have Sixth Man of the Year, DeMarcus Cousins. Defensive Player of the Year, Jonathan Isaac. Marvin Bagley Third is your Most Improved Player. And Brad Stevens is your Coach of the Year. We have uh, D'Angelo Russell and Carl Towns make Second Team All-NBA, which is good to see. And let's take a look at the Rookie List. Uh, Isaac Okoro does make uh, the First Team All-Rookie. And that about sums it up. So that's a pretty good uh, season. We do not make the playoffs. But I think this is a pretty good start to this simulation and taking a look at the team. We will come back at you before the draft with our mock draft episode as well as taking a look a little bit more at this simulation. You've been listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. We are The Howl. Make sure to find us anywhere podcasts are found. Podiant, Stitcher, iTunes, and more. And until next week, let me get a howl. soda. I'm excited to be here. With that being said, you know, I'm I'm beyond excited to to continue as the coach of head coach of the uh, Minnesota Tableworks. 4.7 seconds, Gibson's got to get it in, plays, Wiggins drives across.